As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Kia ora. Welcome to the Open Lab podcast. Open Lab, the podcast. <laughs> Where we will be opening up conversations about the transition between university life and the design industry. We give emergent design thinkers experience on all things design and arm them with the tools to hit the ground running. You're with Connor and Michael. And we're here to help you through this transition. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Open Lab, the podcast. Today, we have the beautiful Sophia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And who's Sophia? I do product design for TradeMe at the moment, and I've been working on their mobile jobs app for about a year now, and I graduated from Messy just a year ago. And did you go straight from Messy to TradeMe? Yeah, pretty much. So I'd had an internship the year before at the end of my third year through Summer of Tech. And I did an internship with a company called Alfero doing web and app design there as well. Awesome. So for anyone that doesn't know, what is Summer of Tech? Summer of Tech's an internship program for digital internships. And it's run in Wellington, Auckland and in Christchurch, I think. And it helps designers and developers kind of get their first jobs in the industry. Wow. So what was that process like going through Summer of Tech? So they're really good. They have a lot of workshops beforehand. So by the time it comes to interview stage, you actually do have a lot of experience talking to people. Like we actually talked to the employers before the interview stage and they came and ran sessions with us in terms of what they were looking to see from our portfolios and things like that. Cool. And so you said you've only been out of uni for a year and you've already had summer of tech and you've worked at Alfero and now trade me. And you also worked with Open Lab when you're studying? Yeah, so at the start of my third year, I started working with Open Lab doing um, brochure design. And so, how long was that for? Just a few months on and off, so I'd come and work on projects when I could between my studies. Was there a project that you can remember from that? <laughs> um, yeah, so we worked on um, a little yellow book that helps students pick their courses throughout the year. So the design students especially pick their courses. If you can remember back, what was it like coming into Open Lab at that stage? It was kind of terrifying <laughs> to start with. I'd um, done freelance work before, but I'd never worked with other designers before. But it was also really good because, of course, you have other designers that you're working with that you can kind of see yeah. like how, how things go and like find out a lot more. 
than you just would like with tutors that your tutors might know how design works, but they might not necessarily know how the software works was like a big thing for me. And yeah, just getting like into the finer details of design. I can remember that project. There was a lot of, I guess, back and forth or learnings around tables and paragraph styles at that stage. I think I had taken on that project for the first time as well. And it wasn't set up as well as it could have been for like, you know, best practice and design. We went through a learning stage together <laughs> in terms of teaching you how to set up tables. That must seem like years ago now, but was there anything else that you picked up skill-wise in OpenLab that helped you in your design career so far? Um, definitely the ta- the tables, like learning how to set up the paragraph styles properly and how to set up documents correctly. I think that with uni, they don't always have the time to go that far into detail with things. And recently I was working on a kind of like a financial brochure for Trade Me and the whole document was set up by an external agency the year before. And I was going through it going, this entire document isn't set up correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also been in situations where I've been given a document that's like, what should have been set up in InDesign and it's been set up in Photoshop, which is not very helpful (laughs) when you're coming to like output stage. So yeah, knowing like what technology to use for a project is also good, I guess. That's cool. And did you find, because obviously you came in in third year and usually we get a lot of fourth years. Did you find that that helped you in your fourth year with your uni projects? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just I guess having that experience and that led me to have the confidence to apply to Summer of Tech as well because there wasn't a lot of third years going through Summer of Tech at that stage. I think there was only three of us. And like everyone else, like a couple of hundred other students were all fourth years or like, you know, recent graduates. So. Yeah, I think back to that time and that would have been bloody scary. Like I only heard about Summer of Tech um, in third year, but only thought about doing it in fourth year. And so that I was just like, no way. So that's awesome that you you put yourself out there and you like applied. You mentioned Alfero. Tell us a little bit about that. I got the internship through Summer of Tech with Alfero and they, they have a lot of hand in like the actual Summer of Tech program itself as well. So they run the design day, which is like a day to get designers together from different design schools and work on projects and they also help guide the Hackfest which is um, I think it's two days where designers get to work with actual developers too for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so to anyone that doesn't know what is Alfero? They're a design agency that works with mobile first web design projects and they do a lot of app design as well for some pretty big companies in New Zealand and they have really good processes around getting in junior designers and then training them up to be really good intermediate designers. Nice. And I've been to the office. It's very fun. What was that like, like going straight into an agency? It's really fast paced, and Mm. that's only something that I'm able to reflect on now that I'm not an agency. Working with clients was really difficult, not because the clients were difficult, but because you all have different expectations of what a designer's role is. And often that will come down to like bringing designers in at the end of a project instead of at the start. So like getting them to make things look pretty instead of work well, which is kind mm-hmm. of more what I'm doing now is like making sure that everything works really well. How long did you work <laughs> with them for? Um, just over a year. Oh, so cool. I had my internship was three months and then I worked there for my fourth year. Yeah. Oh, so you worked while you studied? Yeah. What was that my entire fourth year? Gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. So I just did two days a week and holidays. So all holidays, yeah. so I just did full time. And I generally just be across like a couple of projects at a time, but helping out with the support of a senior designer who was kind of my mentor there. And they do that really well to make sure that you constantly have someone to go to for feedback for every project. There's always a junior designer and a senior designer on a project. What were your key learnings from that experience? Definitely different designers have different strengths. So we had one designer who was kind of UX focused and although all the designers at Alfero have the same 
titles so they're all just senior designers like someone might be more ux focused someone might be more ui focused or interaction focused and like learning from those different people on different projects was good and they're all like really good well-rounders but they all definitely had their like little areas of expertise as well within that which is really cool because sometimes you feel like as a designer you have to be good at everything so you don't (laughs) like there's quite a few like bcd students here that transition from this print world into this digital world. How did that come about in your development? Yeah, so when I was at uni, I did probably as much print as I did digital. And then when I started working at Alfero, I think I designed one app and two websites in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So I was pretty, pretty fresh and didn't really know what I was doing. But I think that having the foundation of typography and layout and things like that through print actually really helps with web design and they're all the same principles no matter which medium you're designing for definitely like I feel at uni it was very print focused and this was like three years ago and then coming out into the real world it's all digital like mostly obviously we still do some print stuff but everything has that aspect and I remember our first website that we did together Michael it's atrocious now (laughs) (laughs) well I did and it was kind of like oh my gosh like how do I do this and it was almost using those principles and going from there but did you ever have like a strong idea of what you wanted to do before you left uni not really yeah I really enjoyed the design that I was doing and I really enjoyed the interaction side of digital design so like with print you kind of have something and that's what it is and it doesn't change but with digital design like you have to think about how users are really interacting with that on a different level than you would print design I do remember one of my tutors, so my major project at uni was an app design, and I remember one of my tutors saying to me, are you sure you want to do app design? You know that you won't be designing apps when you graduate. Oh, That's what I've been doing for the past year, so um, your tutors are really good designers, but they don't necessarily know what's happening outside of uni. uni. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your major project. Um, So my major project was an app that helped people cook plant-based meals and realize how their food choices affect their environmental impact. So it kind of showed you how much um, CO2, uh, like forest area, water and things like that was used in creating that meal. And so if you made a plant-based meal, then you could log like the impact that you're reducing your impact on the planet. Yay, the vegan inside of me is so happy right now. (laughs) Yeah, so definitely a passion project for me as well. Definitely, love that. How did you get to Trade Me? Um, so I actually applied to Trade Me when I was doing Summer of Tech. At the time, they were looking for a web designer, and I had one really good website that I designed and one not very good website that I designed. And I talked them through the first one, and then they asked me, have you designed any other websites? And I really should have taken the second one out of my portfolio. I'd done it in second year, yep. the first website I'd ever designed, and we had to be able to code it as well. So not oh. only was it restricted by my design abilities, but also my ability to code. <laughs> um so I showed them that and I was really not in the mood. I was just like, why am I showing them this? And they could tell and they weren't impressed at all. And so I didn't get that job. And then I learned a big lesson that, you know, it's really important to have good projects in your portfolio and probably have less of them than try to show that you've done more when you haven't. A year later, I went back to trade me <laughs> and applied for a different role. I applied for a mobile design role and trade me jobs and then got that one. Wonderful. What was that whole interview process like? I actually went for a job at Trade Me when I first moved here, which was like a weird, like replying to emails job. And it was just super fun. And they like asked us all these questions, like 
if you were the last one on earth, what would your like last meal be? And we did all these design tasks. So what was your whole interview process like? It was very long. I think we had about six interviews and that was because I applied for an intermediate role straight out of uni, which I thought I probably wouldn't get. I read a statistic (laughs) that women apply for roles when they only meet 100% of the criteria, as opposed to men when they meet as little as 60% of the criteria. So I was like, I may as well, like, what's the worst that can happen? So I applied for this intermediate design role and they had, firstly, they had an interview and then they set us like a task to do. So that was redesigning the watch list experience in Trade Me. Um, And then we came back and we presented it. And then a couple of days later, they were like, you are not an intermediate designer. You actually haven't even graduated yet, but we do have a role that you think you'd be suitable for in the mobile team on the jobs app. So I'd actually applied for a property role. And then they um, showed me that role and I interviewed with them, explained the designs that I'd done. And then that's the role that I ended up getting. Wonderful. Wow, what a journey. (laughs) love it. (laughs) Going out there and getting it. (laughs) And yeah, it's definitely good. Like I interviewed a lot of... um, design teams for a project that I was doing at uni before I left and I think like the more you interview the better you get at it so yeah how many interviews did you have uh, I had about five oh, wow. which I think is about the average like now I work in a job hunter world I kind of know how many jobs yes. it takes to actually get a job the average is um like five to seven jobs yeah. that a person would apply for before they get a role and were they all similar like did you have some crazy experiences not so great experiences yeah I had a lot of like I'd apply and then I'd wait awake and I wouldn't hear back and then you wouldn't know if you got it or not so um yeah a couple of them I found out straight away a couple of them I never found out from one of them emailed me six months later saying I hadn't got the job. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been at training oh. for six months. <laughs> I'd, like, forgotten about them. So yeah. yeah, and I think that's really key for anyone that hasn't been for interviews yet is that most of the time they don't get back to you yeah. and it's it can be, like, a really scary time because you're just always just constantly waiting. But that is completely normal and obviously the right job will get back to you. You've been at Trade Me for how long now? Uh, just over a year, not quite a year and a half. What do you reckon your key learnings have been from your first job while you were still in uni versus your first real job outside of uni? The really interesting thing with the job that I have at the moment is I'm actually the only mobile designer on my team. So I have complete ownership over that design process and the decisions that go into it. And having that is crazy but also really scary (laughs) um and people really trust you which is really cool and I'm not sure if that's just a trade me thing or like a general thing yeah definitely having that ownership to be able to say like I recommend something that you think we should do and then everyone on the team was like oh okay you know you like give your reasons for it and then they they're just like oh yep and you're like oh okay we're we're doing this now (laughs) and what's what's the dynamic like because you talk about your team yeah is because obviously trade me is huge like how does that all work so there's about 600 people that work at Trade Me. There's 40 that work in the jobs team. And then in my squad, there's five. Mm-hmm. So they're the people that I work with every day. And we're, I'm integrated into a team with developers and testers and a product manager. So that works really, really well in terms of the process that we have. And then we have three designers just for jobs. So we have like a couple of web designers as well. Cool. And yeah. What is the process like? Do you do it by project by project or do you do sprints? Yeah, so we have sprints. So we work in not a waterfall process. Agile. Agile. Agile processes. And we have um, sprint masters and things like that. So we work in two-week sprints and we'll set goals and then 
we'll try to hit them for the sprint. Was that language, agile, waterfall, is that something that you had to get used to, that jargon that gets talked about? Because um, you don't really hear that at university. Mm. It's something I heard a lot when I was at Summer of Tech and didn't understand until I was doing it. And when I was at the first company I worked for, they called themselves Agile or they tried to be Agile, but it was really much more of a waterfall process because of the way that they got requirements from businesses and then they were expected to design to those requirements. Mm -hmm. Whereas the way that we work at Trade Me is definitely quite iterative, which is much more of an Agile process. Because even all these words are like super new to me. Yeah. Because obviously (laughs) I've been in Ohulam for four years, (laughs) but it's really interesting to hear because we've had someone from government and yeah. you know now you're talking about it and the different ways that it can yeah. be used so what is ad like to people that don't know what's agile yeah so agile is just a way of working so we have quick two x sprints and a sprint is just a section of work basically we'll be given yeah we'll have a goal we'll brainstorm about the goal and then we'll work on it for those two weeks and then, then at the end of the two weeks hopefully we've achieved that and that also means that in the two weeks after that you might have a new goal and then a couple of months later you might revisit what you were doing and that's interesting because it almost sounds like a lot of pressure but I know like designers most of us were procrastinators and we need that pressure we need that time frame so was it already something you were used to like deadlines and goals yeah so in opposed to that like a waterfall process would be designing everything up front having everything finished designing the entire website and then handing it over to the developers at the end and that works if your company isn't a tech company, isn't a design-led company. Um, so, like, there's a lot of talk that Agile is, like, the way to go. But actually, I think it depends on the project because if your company's just trying to get a website finished, then you can just do a website and you're done. But if your company's, like, trade me and that your, like, your website is literally the product that you're selling, then it needs to be an Agile process. Interesting. So in saying that, Open Lab's <laughs> processes are very waterfall-focused yes, yeah. as opposed to Agile because we're not actually – we're delivering a product yeah. for a particular website, whereas TradeMe is a product in itself or TradeMe and Zero are products in themselves where they very get to so. kind of really up-level certain elements within their platform. Do you find it stressful at your job? Do you love it? Like what's your day-to-day vibe? I don't find it stressful at all, which is crazy. I find it very easy compared to uni. I think that's probably more pressure that I put on myself than anything else. But also I think that working with clients at an agency, you always have tight deadlines and you always have a lot of budgets to think about because you're spending someone else's money. Whereas that trade me differently because like I said, we're literally designing their product. Then if you do something wrong, then you're affecting their revenue. So it needs to be well thought out and we're always given the time if I'm like hey I need another two weeks to think about this we're always given that time that's so good and do you find that there was like a bit of a learning curve or transition from uni to real world not putting that pressure on yourself and not yes. being like this yes. design equals me because yeah. I know a lot of people find that difficult very much so because I think when I was at uni I took design very seriously design should be fun <laughs> <laughs> so um Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, especially when you just have one thing to focus on, like working on one project at a time, which having sprints allows you to do, keeps you really, really focused for those two weeks rather than thinking about everything that you have to do. You just focus on one thing for two weeks. Yeah. And then, of course, like when you're working full time, you don't have to worry about uni and work and hand-ins and everything else. Yeah, like you get to leave it at the door and go home. Very much so. 
I also found a learning curve like leaving uni because when you're doing your own project, you're at home and you're thinking about it, it's two o'clock in the morning and you're like yeah. going to write down a note. But it's awesome in the real world that you just get to be like, okay, that's yeah. done. I'm going to go eat my McDonald's now. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's. I don't know why <laughs> that came to my head because <laughs> I don't eat McDonald's, but it was a very general food statement. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry, so I'm thinking about <laughs> McDonald's. Um. <sighs> What do you reckon is the biggest difference between agency work and working for Trade Me? Um, definitely the process. So we don't get given requirements as such by um, like senior management. We kind of get given a goal. So it'll be like, we need to do this. And then you'll be like, okay, I get to decide how we solve that problem rather than being told how to solve the problem by a company that is paying you to do that. So I think that you have a lot more freedom to solve that in the way that you think is best rather than being told we need a website when you're like, is that what you really need or do you just think that you need that? Yeah. Mm. That sounds so freeing. Like, <laughs> I know with a lot of designers, it's a struggle with clients because obviously client knows best or they think they know best. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you don't have the time or the money yeah. to be able to like figure out the best solution for them and they just kind of say, I want this solution or fully explore certain elements of a particular object or thing and i think that's just in our nature as designers to want to like explore that or push that and see what happens whereas in the real world sometimes you don't get that chance especially in an agency when you are working to deadlines and budget there's the testing aspect fun seeing your stuff on trade me and then going oh it's actually making an impact do you get feedback around how much impact that has on yeah we do um to some extent we get like the app rating feedback so Mm. when i first started i think the app was a 3.4 it's up to a 4.6 now which is kind of crazy it's like i think it's the highest rated trade me app now which is really exciting yeah We've done a lot of work around that and also trying to get feedback from customers. We constantly get people in for user testing. Mm-hmm. So that almost gives you like way more of an insight than just like five stars or two stars. You actually get to talk to them and you learn some really interesting things. Like a lot of people share trade me um, logins, which oh. you're not supposed to, but a lot of people do, especially with their partners or like their kids. And so, yeah. yeah, like trying to figure out how we design for people when you're trying to personalize things, but then there might be three people using that account. Sure. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I was going to say me too. <laughs> I still use yeah. my mums. <laughs> What's your favourite thing about working where you are at the moment? Definitely my team. I think a team can make or break the environment and it seems like when you first start a job, it seems like something you wouldn't even think about. It's not something that I really thought about before I started because of the way that I used to work at the agency was you'd have two designers and you'd be working with two developers on this team and you'd also be working on three other projects with two developers for each project. And so you're doing all these different things at once. Whereas the way that I work now is just with one team, one project at a time. And I've worked with that same team, like pretty much the same team. We've had like a couple of changes, but for the whole year. So if you, if we didn't get along, I think it would be really hard, but we do. And it's, yeah, that's the best thing. And also like the um, psychological safety in order to be able to say like, I don't like this or we should do it the way that I think we should or to ask dumb questions as yeah. well, yeah. which is really important as How, a junior designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you formulate those relationships with your co-workers? I'm not really sure. There's one one guy on our team who is super, super quiet. And I think the first time he took the piss out of me, I was like, okay, we're friends. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, we like go out for team lunches, which yeah. is really nice. That's something that we started doing recently just to have like half an hour or an hour um, once a week to actually chat. And we quite often go out for like ice creams in summer 
or recently sometimes I'll just message them on Slack and be like, guys, I need to go for a mocker if I'm having like a rough day and then we'll yeah. go for a walk and we'll just chat. And, and I think that's coffee. so important is like having your work family. Like I call, <laughs> so we've got a team <laughs> of three at the moment, like our main team. And so Michael's my work husband and then our studio manager is our mum. <laughs> and it kind of just stuck. And now like if we have a question, we're like, mum. <laughs> and yeah. she is actually a mum. So she like responds. Yeah. But I think it's so important, like you said, because we spend most of our time at work. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't have people that support you and you can be open with, I think. Yeah. Like obviously there's always a weird balance by not being too open, but um <laughs> but feeling safe enough to yeah. like say I'm not having a good day or I need help or like yeah. I said today to Michael, I, was like, I don't want to do this right now and he was like, Okay, we'll do this. I think that's super important. Yeah. Mm. And I think everyone has days like that you really want to be at work and days that you really don't. And it's good to either be able to go home if you don't feel like it or just say, I'm just gonna do something else. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do outside of work to make your mind relax? too many things just like gym i like to draw and like run an illustration blog as well wow. run like a little vegan blog because so two blogs best. yeah nice. well illustrations more instagram but instagram yeah. is basically a blog and then yeah just like a vegan instagram to i mean a vegan a vegan instagram and a vegan blog to help my friends and family like make vegan food oh lovely yeah. and do you find like doing those things outside of work almost influence what you do in work and just you know i feel like as a designer everything we do can help us learn in different yeah. ways aspects. i think so constantly downloading random apps just to see how they work is yeah. a weird habit i've gotten to seeing what's up in the tech world like i never thought that i would work with computers all day every day i remember doing it in high school because my dad made me and being like, i don't want to do this <laughs> like but of course that really helped <laughs> yeah and now to every day yeah do you have plans to stay with trade me so <laughs> um, next week's actually my last week at Trade Me and then I'm heading off to the UK for two years. So I've got a two-year work visa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what made you make that leap or make that choice? Um, it's something that I've always thought about doing. And then last year um, in June, I was in London for a couple of weeks and just seeing, like, everything that's happening there, the amount of design and just the amount of history, I think, in Europe in general was really cool. So you're going to London? <laughs> yeah. And you've been the only ones? Yeah. Only once. So I did, yeah, like Iceland, Amsterdam, um, Spain. Where did we go? Yeah, a few other places and then really, really loved London and can't wait to go back. It just seems like there's so much happening there compared to, like, New Zealand. So. Yeah. And are you going alone or going with friends? <laughs> um, yeah, going alone, but my partner actually lives over there. So oh, no, cool. Yeah. Oh, so there's a little good. bit of comfort <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> and have you done a lot of traveling before? Yeah, apart I've traveled, from the UK? traveled quite a bit. Like I lived in Argentina for a year. Oh, wow. When I was 17. Yeah, I went back there for Christmas this year, which was awesome. I had thought about moving to Spain to do design, but I actually, I went to Spain and I preferred UK. So. Yeah. <laughs> and do you yeah. find, like, thinking back, do you think it's important having this time here in New Zealand, that transition from uni to real world? to like working in different agencies and then traveling or do you think you would have been the same if you just left straight away after uni like what's that thinking process like I was really tired when I finished uni and I did not have a lot of energy to go and move overseas and I thought about moving to Melbourne like I'd um I'd been there as well and I'm really keen to move there maybe another day but I definitely needed that time to chill out and just like reassess what I wanted to do and then I don't know just have a break I yeah think, after four years of uni and working like I worked two jobs most summers and like worked full-time well not full-time but worked part-time while studying full-time so 
yeah. a true go-getter. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Deep down, like, what are your emotions going on in terms of, like, you know you're about to hit overseas? Yeah. Resigning made me realise everything that I love about my job and it took me two weeks to get up the courage to resign because mm-hmm. I started to be like, what am I doing? Um, and then as soon as I told everyone, they were like, that's the best decision. It's kind of really good timing as well in terms of like where I am and what I want to do. And I think everyone was just really excited for me. So I didn't have anything to be scared about really. <laughs> that's, that's awesome uh, because I know a lot of people in a similar position and they almost get this weird idea that they can't resign because it's a good job, it's good money. Yeah. But there's always something deep down that it's like, oh, I want to try this, so just do it. (laughs) Yeah, and since, like, yeah, I also told my mentor yesterday that I'm going and I was worried about his reaction, that he was going to say that I hadn't been in my job for long enough. But he was, like, only supportive and it was really, really good as well to hear and he's got some contacts over there as well. So That's awesome. Talk to me about that mentorship. (laughs) Like, how important has that been for you? It's been very helpful in figuring out what I do want to do and what I don't want to do. So I got my mentor through Winter Mentor, which is a six-week program run um, through a program called Winter Mentor in Wellington. Um, And it's just tech mentorship, a little bit of designer, mostly um, developer roles. You basically, you go along and you pick the people before you go that you want to be your mentor and then you do like it's kind of like roulette you just have to talk to everyone and then you vote on a sliding scale and there's an algorithm that puts you all together wow so it's really cool and you end up with someone that they've rated you highly and you've rated them highly and then you kind of get matched cool um and is that a paid exchange or is it just no it's completely free Yeah. yeah so um the mentors are kind of devoting their time to you but they say that they learn a lot from having a mentee as well I, I don't know how but <laughs> I'm mm. glad that they do <laughs> yeah and so after the six weeks that's kind of the end of it but then you can continue if you want to so I just continued with my mentor so we get along really well and do you think that it's developed your just your skills and just everything about design yeah. he's made me be a lot more critical of things that aren't perceived as design such as like the way that you work within an organization and design thinking and things like that rather than just like how it looks and how the actual design itself works so the role of a designer rather than the role of design yeah yeah Yeah. and do you think like a big takeaway as well from transitioning from uni to real world that we do put a lot of focus on when you're learning you know what it looks like and how the aesthetics can affect the actual design and then in real world there's a lot of Obviously, stuff. yeah, <laughs> yeah. How like design affects like strategy and yeah. thinking and. I definitely think that yeah, you don't get taught it at uni, but I also think that that's good because if you did, your brain would probably explode <laughs> because <laughs> you're trying to learn as much as you can about design at that stage. And I think it it is kind of like a higher level that you don't you don't re- really need to think about it while you're at uni, but it's good to learn like as you as you move on with your career. Cool. So going back to London. Yes. Where do you think you'll end up? Um, so I've got a place based in Kent that I can stay, but my plan is just to travel for a couple of months, maybe freelance if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a few websites that you can freelance through. So if you don't have any contacts, you can just like say, like, I'm available this time and things like that. So that's yeah. kind of cool. How does that process work? Like, do you have to apply? Do you upload your portfolio? Or I like... don't know. I just got <laughs> recommended it by a colleague. I actually have about four workmates that have um, lived and worked in the UK. So that's really helpful and that they've kind of given me all their tips and I'm just being a sponge at the moment and, like, absorbing yeah. contacts and knowledge and, yeah. 
That's nice. Right. You're such a networky kind yeah. of person. Because <laughs> I actually seen a post from you that you put on LinkedIn saying yeah. that, you know, anyone who's been overseas, give me yeah. some knowledge and experience. So, yeah. And I, yeah. there's a guy based in London that I used to work with that trade me that I didn't know where he was going to end up because he was just traveling as well. So he's based in London now and he flicked me a message being like, hey, like <laughs> you're coming to the UK. Yeah. Oh, and there's awesome. another, yeah, another designer that I started at Alfero at the same time with. Mm-hmm. So he did Alfero at the end of his fourth year and then worked there for two years and now he's based in London as well. So wicked. Got a couple of places. Yeah. Because it people, sounds so. like all these experiences, like getting trade me job and like going to the UK, you just like put yourself out there. Like, do you think that's something that's really helped you? Just Yeah, I think so. I guess like having <laughs> having high expectations but also having no expectations, being like, like I can do this and what's the worst that could happen? You know, yeah. I fail and then I'll, I can come back and try tomorrow. Like, yeah. Not being attached <laughs> to that outcome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like s- applying for jobs, I guess it's the same. Yeah. yeah, and you said there's a lot happening in London, like cool yeah. design-wise. What's yeah. what is that? <laughs> um, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of art. There's a lot of design. There's a lot of music. So I'm really into like the music scene as well, photography and things like that. So there's just kind of everything magnified, I guess, was my interpretation of that. But also just some really cool design agencies doing like really cool things. So. Mm-hmm. What would be your ideal situation? You move over, you live in Kent, you get to travel for a little bit. Like, do you have a, a dream job? Um, I'm really keen to see how freelancing goes and I'm really keen to try a few different things because I feel Alfero was great and Trade Me's great, but I've gone down a little rabbit hole of design very quickly from doing any kind of web-based design to just app design. And so I did heaps of different things when I was at uni and I'm keen to do some other stuff now. Yeah, just kind of try so something different. Spreading your wings again. Yeah, yeah. just see see something see something else, and then maybe I'll come back to mobile design, or maybe I'll do something else. Mm-hmm. And I guess the UK could be a perfect ground for that because there's a lot more kind of audiences, or there's a lot yeah. more kind of different agencies around and yeah. stuff compared to little old Wellington. <laughs> there's definitely, and I think no matter what you want to design, there's something there's someone that will be doing that full time in London. You know, like even the most obscure little things, there's mm. someone that's doing yeah. it and making a living off it. So. And I think the world is definitely moving in a direction where we're getting out of this nine to five. Like I know that's something that I always struggled with going from being a student and just having like four hour class and then deciding to go to the gym and then do work or whatever. Um, and then going to a nine to five Monday to Friday is yeah. really like restricted and hard to get used to. So freelancing is like an awesome way to like spread your wings and like push yourself and then chill at the same time yeah. and yeah. kind of be more in control of your own career. Your own life. Your own life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really keen to freelance. I did a bit of freelancing when I was in second year and I had no idea what I was doing and I think I managed the client side of things really badly because I just had no experience with that. And now a couple of years on, I feel like maybe I could do a better job with that. Yeah. Mm. I had the exact same process (laughs) and I think back and I did not get paid well either. Yeah, yeah. And now I have like a better idea of what I should be charging as well and also um how important the other side of like freelancing is that's not just the design work but actually looking for clients and yeah those relationships and a lot of freelancers that I've talked to actually get their next role from the, the last job that they had you know from word of mouth, word of mouth so, that's so interesting yeah yeah is there anything that you would say oh, to your younger self knowing what you know now try a whole lot of different things at uni because it's it doesn't actually matter if you fail <laughs> like even in the design world it doesn't really matter but um 
Yeah, definitely. At uni, like, it's not just about, like, getting the A, it's about learning all these different skills. I know that tutors hammer that into you, but it's really hard to see that when all you can see at the end is, like, oh, okay, I've got hand in six weeks and I have to have something finished. But, like, Massey has, like, laser cutters. We have type studios, sewing machines, technology, that everything is only available to you while you're at uni and all of that's open to design students. And it's something that you just can't find unless you have a whole lot of money once you graduate. (laughs) So definitely that. Yeah, have fun, have a play. Like I totally regret not using those facilities as well. Like even things like lighting studios and taking fun papers, like learning, you know, photography. And yes, learning to fail because I think a lot of people, especially designers, we're hard on ourselves and we only see outcomes and outputs. And when you let go of that, it's just so much... It's so much more fun because you get to play and, like, failing is fun. And also, yeah, the networking, like, they're reaching out to people because there's actually a lot of people that would be willing to just go for a coffee. Like, I talked to um, Chris Lane, who's the lead UX designer in New Zealand now. Wow. Also a Massey graduate. And he just, like, was like, yeah, I'll meet up for a coffee. Like, you know, now I see him at conferences all the time. (laughs) That's so good. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it and we're really excited to see what happens in the UK. Um, We'll have to link all your blogs and your Instagram below so everyone can follow. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can follow you below. Yeah, Yeah, we can't wait to see what you do over there. It will be fun as. (laughs) I might have to come join you. (laughs) (laughs) Come visit. Okay. In the UK. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Open lab vacay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Kakite. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And if you want to see any more from us, you can head over to our Instagram, which is OpenLabNZ, or head to our website, and all the details are in the show notes. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Kakite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.